Welcome to our Living in the Garden podcast. We cannot even begin to express how grateful we are that you are here with us today as we share in our friendship with you and one another. You're here with Allie, Haley, and Taylor, and we are overjoyed to walk through this living garden hand in hand with you. Join us each week as we chat about authentic friendship, our struggle buses, accompaniment, and all of the happies and crappies in between. Without further ado, grab a cup of coffee or a rice cake, cuddle up in your comfy, and let the fun begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Living in the Garden podcast. We are excited to chat with you this week. We hope you liked our segments on authentic femininity and masculinity. Uh, And this week, we just kind of wanted to chat about how Lent is going because we're kind of midway through. We're about three weeks from Easter at this point. Uh, So we just kind of wanted to share some of the graces, maybe even some of the struggles that we've been going through so far with Lent um, and take part in that conversation. And hopefully you can as well with us. So just a good little reflection for the week. Uh, but before we jump right into that, how about we share some roses and thorns? Um, Haley, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start us off. My rose of the week has been uh, just being able to do all the outdoor activities the past couple of weeks. I've had some extra free time. And so just like going hiking and biking and getting lost and trying to find people in the woods. It's just been <laughs> just kind of just a weird experience. But I really enjoy going on little adventures by myself and with other people. So that's been really nice. And then my woe is my allergies have been really bad this week, especially. I didn't grow up with them until like high school. And so now I'm just learning how I really like nature and nature hates me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> sad relationship Allie do you want to go next yeah I can go um my rose of the week has just probably been spending quality time with people and just having some really good conversations recently um just being reminded of the fact that I truly love community and just feel very blessed with the people the Lord has put in my life. And so, yeah, just having some good, authentic conversation, which is filling me up quite a bit. Uh, my thorn for the week, though, is that I have been teaching virtually for a little bit here, and I've been having to go to a sixth grade math class and to help some of the students. And I'm not going to lie, guys, I'm not very good at math. And I really, really struggle, even with sixth grade math. I'm like, oh my gosh, I. I do not remember learning this in sixth grade. I feel like it's just become extra hard for these kiddos. And so they're asking me to like divide these fractions. And you know, it's like the reciprocal where like you flip it and then you're like, gosh, how do you, okay. Like for example, you have three and then a half. I forget how to like put that into one fraction. Like you multiply and divide and I'm just kind of a struggle bus over here drawing my diagrams and the kids are like, is this right? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it, it looks good. <laughs> So I've yeah been struggle busing with math because I I took kind of all of my I took some college courses in high school and so I had literally haven't had a math class since high school and I realized that this week that I don't know math <laughs> so I don't like math and math doesn't like me <laughs> to follow the trend there hey. Yeah, it's always good too because then you're you just have to act confident in yes. front of the kids and then they learn the wrong concept and yeah. then you're like doesn't matter they're going off next year they call you out and they're like ma'am 
that is not the right answer. And you're like, oh, shoot. And then the added struggle for me was that some of the terminology, I didn't know how to translate into Spanish. And so I'm like sitting over here trying to, you know, figure out how to divide. And I'm like, I don't even know how to say this. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll share. My thorn this week is that last night as I was driving home, I ran over a raccoon. Gosh. (laughs) I had my brother in the car with me and I was just like, and all of a sudden I was like, ah, and a big thump and she's a goner. (laughs) I felt so bad. I almost started crying, but I didn't. Um, kind of funny nothing happened to my car so that was a good thing but I was like oh, that you know of. Right. what was your brother's reaction he was just like can we stop and go look at it and I was like no we keep driving <laughs> maybe I should have stopped I, I don't know the protocol in those types of situations you should have tried to make a hat Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> oh. maybe I could so see you wearing a raccoon hat to school every day <laughs> That's sad that you're gonna see that. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Um, maybe if I like move to Alaska, like to the bush or something someday, then that will be my look of the day. But as of right now, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Fine. Okay. Sounds good. All right. My um rose of the week though has been getting to lesson plan for this week because I'm going all out with St. Patrick's Day for my kiddos and I'm really excited. And it's so fun when you're teaching in a Catholic school because not only do we get to do all like the green and the clovers and you know, get to do all that, um, all the stuff that the world does, but we also get to like learn about St. Patrick and what he did and talk about the Holy Spirit, be- or not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, since that's um, what he like focused so much on. Um, so I'm just really excited to get to share all those lessons that I prepared with them this week. It's been fun planning them. Can you tell us one fun fact about St. Patrick? Not yet. It's still... <laughs> told me that... Haley <laughs> told me that I learned that apparently St. Patrick is known for driving all the snakes out of Ireland. Yeah, he is, actually. I did know that. Is that true, Haley? I don't know. See, this is my issue. It's like a legend. It is a legend because there's no fossil records of snakes ever living there. So the thought is there was never snakes there in the first place. But also snakes don't have bones and bones need to be there in order to be fossilized. Actually, snakes probably have bones, but they're probably just really small. I mean, he used the three leaf clover to teach about the Trinity. I'm going to watch a video tonight on him and then I'm going to get my college straight. Are you going to wear green all week? Not all week. Just you should probably coordinate your outfit, probably. <laughs> okay, I'll send you guys pictures, and you can let me know if they're um up to par. Sounds I did get necklaces because I'm having a treasure hunt on Wednesday, <laughs> and they came in the mail. I'm really excited. Go back to first grade. <laughs> Does St. Patrick lead people on scavenger hunts? This part's not liturgical. This part's just because I love a good treasure hunt. <laughs> all right, should we jump into? How has Lent been going? Uh, just, I think, kind of reflecting on what are some things that you have been doing to grow during this season? Uh, yeah, what are some just good graces from it? Maybe some struggles and where you're going from here? I think for me in this Lent, the season of Lent, I've been really um, focusing in on a few different things. So the Lord, I think, just through prayer and like extra prayer and fasting and things has really been teaching me about peace and transformation. So like the first 
half of my Lent was kind of more focused on like peace. And the second half has been transformation so far. And I've been trying to like really work through how those two things go together and how the Lord wants me to um, use those things. And I don't know, I'm just through some prayer um, and reflection. I've been kind of thinking about how we maybe don't normally think of peace and transformation going together. At least I don't. I normally think of them as kind of opposites because like transformation is hard and it kind of hurts. And peace, we think of just feeling really good. Um, and I think both of those things are probably kind of misconceptions that I have in my mind right now and are not totally true. Um, just because the more I kept on thinking about this, the more I realized how much they do go hand in hand. And I see this a lot just through Christ's passion, specifically through um, Mary and how she was able to maintain peace even through all the things that were changing. Um, and her peace didn't mean that she was happy and it didn't mean that things didn't hurt. It more meant that she knew where her strength came from and she knew that she was going to be okay because the Lord said she would be okay. Um, Cause that's how I've been kind of trying to come out with these two things with that lens of even though the Lord is working things in my heart and it's not always super fun or it's not super feel good, it can still bring me peace because it's going to be better than if the transformation had never happened. Um, if that makes sense. So I think that's what the Lord's working through me in this season of Lent. And of course, he's also always just trying to teach me to be more gentle and it's okay. Like if you fall down, it's okay. If you like, don't do these fasts and these extra prayers and whatever things that you've set up like perfectly, because he's not asking for us to do it perfectly. He's just asking for us to do it to the best of our abilities. Um, so yeah, he's just encouraging me to be gentle with myself, but also to then really dive into a peaceful transformation of heart. Mm -hmm. I love that, Taylor. <laughs> I also can relate with the being gentle with yourself kind of thing. I think that always happens during Lent. At some point, we all probably can relate to whether you accidentally eat meat on Friday or you just, yeah, haven't been like maybe being as disciplined with some of your goals that you've set. Um, and I think in the past, I personally am just like, well, I guess it's too late then gotta scratch that goal. You know what I mean? And you just let it go. Um, but I was going for a walk the other day and just like in the morning and it was really beautiful and I'm like mm, his mercies are new every morning every single day is like a new day to start and so if that's any encouragement for anybody listening that like even if maybe some things are slipping and falling or not turning out the way that you exactly had planned at the beginning or sometimes we start off really strong and then things just get caught up in a whirlwind sometimes but remembering that his mercies are new every morning and that he just really uses this time of Lent um, to kind of train our self-discipline and our wills to strengthen them. And that's going to take some some mistakes or shortcomings sometimes in order to do that and to, and to form that habit. And so not be discouraged, but continue, to continue to receive his mercy new every day. Maybe what are some things that you have been receiving some graces from this Lent? I think this Lent the Lord was really calling me to trust in his plan a little bit more, the plan that he has for my life, for just the salvation of everybody and also his faithfulness. And so at the beginning of the Lent, I asked the Lord what he would want me to do. And he's basically kind of just spoke to my heart, like, I just want you to know how much I love you. And so sitting with that at the beginning, it was kind of, it was kind of hard because I didn't have a very good self-esteem growing up or confidence in the Lord or anything like that. And so sitting and praying with that for a little bit, and then it changed into, uh, you're worthy of being loved by me, and you're worthy of all the really good things that I want to give you. 
past so just remembering of his faithfulness and that's like now what I'm in now is his faithfulness so and I've been reading a lot of scripture and just hearing all the words that he speaks and every single thing that he speaks is truth beauty and goodness and that's all he desires for each one of our lives and so I think this Lent like the graces I've received is there's nothing that I need to do to earn his love because it's freely given and he just wants to sit and spend time with me in prayer and relay that message to the people around me. Mm, I love that you took these things that the Lord has been speaking to you this Lent, like one step farther and you aren't just keeping it to yourself, but you're wanting to spread that word to the people around you. That's so good. It's been very peaceful. Definitely a very different Lent than I viewed in the past because usually it's like, I'm going to give up chocolate. But really entering into like the prayer part of it and spending time with him and kind of walking through Jesus and his suffering and the agony in the garden is something I've always kind of had a devotion to. So yeah, just sitting with him has been good. I will agree that I've also kind of taken a different approach into this Lent. Usually it has been like, my focus has been a lot on giving something up or something very tangible that you can kind of maybe physically see if that kind of makes sense. Um, and I've been more focused on prayer myself. And at the very beginning, I also asked him what he wanted to do um, through prayer. And it was also a very similar approach of like, I want to grow in a deeper intimacy with you. And I want you to know what this intimacy with me is and just to kind of redefine love for me and so I've been writing him a love letter every week in adoration which has been really really beautiful uh but also kind of difficult at the same time and even just like increasing prayer and I've recognized this part of myself that I really like kind of like a checklist of like doing things or I don't know taking that approach to Lent of like I'm gonna do all these things and then I'll like be better after 40 days or something like that you know what I mean and so it it hasn't been like that this year but it's been really beautiful because it's it's almost been a little more difficult to have to sit down and receive instead of like do 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 um and so I I think that I was maybe getting a little down on myself earlier this week um kind of just feeling like Lord I feel like I'm not doing as much this Lent like am I getting the same fruit out of it as I have been in the past uh, and I was sitting in front of him and he's just like, Ali, I just want you to receive my love. Um, like you're the clay, I'm the potter. I should be the one doing the work kind of thing. I simply need you to receive this. Uh, and so that was a really good place to remind myself to sit in and it was just this po posture of receptivity because uh, yeah, I often get myself caught up in that grasping or the always doing something just kind of sometimes the way I feel like I'm built or wired um and so it's been a different Lent but a really good Lent to be able to focus more on receiving that love instead of trying to earn it through doing a lot of things if that makes sense we still got a ways to go <laughs> we we have some time left yeah that's what I feel like an encouragement to all of us is like we still have so much time so like even if you've fallen out of whatever you were planning on doing there's still so much time to pick it back up again and the lord he will use whatever amount of time is left to transform your heart um and i'm really excited i think just to see what he does in these last few weeks to all of us because i think we can have such an idea of what he's going to teach us during lent but 
can get so changed and his things are always better, you know? Right. And I I think lenses are beautiful because it helps you like work on that self-discipline and it's still such a beautiful season of growth, even though maybe it does feel a little dry or like you're in the desert sometimes or we do focus more so on the suffering and all of that, but it really is a place where he's calling us to grow uh, and to like form these habits so that they continue after Lent, you know what I mean? So that we can build ourselves up and strengthen our wills. I, I think one of the things I've also been doing is um, trying to place myself in his gaze again and again. And I find myself, I don't know if this makes sense, but like sometimes the world can get very busy externally and there's a lot of things happening. And I realize that that definitely impacts the internal busyness of my heart. And sometimes it's, it's hard to calm that down. Uh, but creating that space within me to have that silence and that that place where I go back in front of his gaze and again and just kind of still is something that I've also been kind of reflecting on this Lent and I think that's a good practice that will continue to be good after Lent is over just placing myself in his gaze again and again yeah I think it's so good to try to build up some like sustainable practices during Lent like it's the perfect time to start it Mm -hmm. Um, especially just with prayer I think specifically that's a really good thing that we can be building up um, fasting of course looks different once you get into Easter and different seasons um, but it's still so good just to build your will in that way because I know even for me like giving up candy should not be as hard as, as it is but you know I haven't been eating sweets and it's just that little denial um, saying like no you're not going to eat this even though it's around you like yesterday I went to my grandma's house and I love my grandma so much but do you know how many times I was offered cake like 82,000 I was like um she's so sweet but I mean and of course it wouldn't have been like the end of the world if I would have eaten the cake but it's just like that denying of what I want you know what I mean has been really good for me and just to recognize that yeah I don't need everything to be super like easy or to use these things as a comfort because I think that's sometimes what we do you know we use these worldly things as comforts when comfort should be the Lord so it's been good to strip that away from myself for a bit I've also been recognizing that it's important when you're trying to build these habits to stay in community or have people that uh, you can talk to and reflect on how things are going uh, because sometimes it's, it's really hard to do these things if we are by ourselves if that makes sense and so having somebody to talk to even when it does get a little bit difficult or even just like share some graces of how things are going with um kind of like Haley was talking about of spreading that to other people I think that's something I've realized is it does get a little bit more difficult and and then when I reflect on it I'm like oh I'm not really bringing anybody else into this discussion or this thought with me and sometimes it's just really nice to talk to somebody about it to get some clarity from that too and so community is still a pretty pretty big part of Lent I feel like that sometimes we forget about we feel like we have to do it all by ourselves uh, we're meant to do it with each other uh for sure but then we need to remember back like Jesus was in the garden with his friends you know he had the his last supper with his friends he doesn't want us to go through all this sadness and suffering alone he wants us to lean on each other in it which is so just so beautiful really (laughs) no I've been doing a Lent devotion with a friend actually So that's been really cool. I mean, we haven't talked about it a ton, but just to call every, you know, every now and again, every couple of weeks and just talk about what's been standing out. And that has been a big grace, I think, from this Lent, just getting to share in that with somebody. Yeah, it kind of helps you even just process things (laughs) or 
yeah, hear how they're, especially when you're doing something like that, to hear how what they're receiving from it, because that can lead you to a deeper prayer as well sometimes. Yeah, you're just like, oh my gosh, I would have never thought of that, because uh-huh. you can blame things with me. Now, sharing prayer is one of my favorite things. I think it can be a little bit awkward at first if people like haven't done it, but once you get started, it's very beautiful just to see how the Lord is working in everyone's heart because it's so different, but yet it's the same God. And then the sacraments, always growing closer in the sacraments over Lent, I think has been something that's always just an extra bonus because I think churches and priests are just kind of, they kind of heighten. I feel like the either whether it's Stations of the Cross or Confession or Adoration. And that honestly has been such a gift and a blessing to have just more times to go and receive those sacraments. Um, But to also just spend that increased time with the Lord has been, it's always such a beautiful part of Lent. Haley and I went to the Stations of the Cross last Friday night. uh, And not that it's like the most enjoyable thing to have to think through and remember, but at the same time, like, it's so good for us to also place ourselves in the suffering um, of what the Lord went through, because it also reminds us of just how much he loves us. And so really entering into those as well. So I guess just going forward, our advice would be for anybody listening uh, to embrace the sacraments, uh, especially as we get a little bit closer to Easter, we're going to be celebrating the Triduum soon. And so planning that out and figuring out when you're able to go to different masses and whatnot. Um, accountability, talking with somebody, especially if you haven't, reaching out to people who are around you, uh, just to share in the graces and maybe the struggles. Um, and then just remembering that his mercy came in every morning. And so it's never too late to start again. Taylor, would you like to close us in prayer? Yes, I would love to. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Teach us how to pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for bringing Allie, Haley, and I together today just to get to chat a little bit about Lent, to get to chat about what you've been working in our hearts, how you've been working through our prayer, our fasting, and our almsgiving. Lord Jesus, we know that this Lent you desire to work big things in our hearts, and that you desire to work big things in the hearts of all those who are listening. We ask that you just help us to be open whatever grace it is that you want us to receive these last few weeks of Lent, help us to really um, be open to diving into um, the sacraments, into prayer, into fasting, into whatever it is that you're inviting us to, Lord. Help us to have just an open heart to it all. And Lord Jesus, I also just ask that you help us to be gentle with ourselves these last few weeks. Remind us that your mercies are new every morning that you desire for us to seek you every day, no matter what yesterday looked like. Lord Jesus, you're just so, so good to us. And we thank you for all the beautiful ways that you love us and all the beautiful ways that you are going to continue to love us. In your most holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thanks for chatting about Lent. It was so good. Yes, so, so good. All right, we will catch you guys next week. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you so much for walking with us today. We hope that you can encounter the gardener of your soul this week. If you haven't already, give us a follow on Instagram at Living in the Garden Podcast and tune in with us next week. Until then, peace out.